Hey guys, I hope you're doing well today. Uh, there's a lot of limiting beliefs out there, unfortunately, and we tend to accumulate more and more of them as we get older. And these beliefs, these are beliefs that we have about ourselves and about the world in general that hold us back. So for example, we may believe that we're, we're not smart enough, not good enough, not popular enough, or whatever enough to accomplish something. And so we never try. Or when we do try, we're defeated before we even begin because psychologically, we're already down for the count. Now, the day that I truly realized that just because I believe something didn't make it true was probably the most significant day of my life. And it took time for me to get to that point. Uh, but even then, it took several years after that for a lot of beliefs to get shaken off. And one of the recurring themes in this show that I'm trying trying to get through is that I'm trying to get you guys to wake up to the fact that you create your own reality. And then if you're ever unhappy with that reality, as the creator, you have the power to also change it. So sometimes those limiting beliefs are very obvious and confronting them is pretty straightforward, but a lot of times they're, they're kind of sneaky and it takes a little bit of work to discover them. The cool thing about it though, is that they always appear in patterns. So whatever limiting beliefs you have, they're not unique to you believe it or not. If you look for examples of them, you'll see them in the people around you and even in fictional characters like in movies and TV and whatnot. And that's a really good thing because over time it becomes easier and easier to identify them because what you see in others is often a mirror image of what's going on inside of you. And it's usually easier to see problems in other people than in yourself. So today I want to talk about one thing in particular, one, one particular limiting belief that seems to be pretty common no matter where you go. And even if you don't think it applies directly to you, bear with me for just a minute because I think that you'll see the underlying viewpoint that I have will be useful for evaluating all kinds of different problems. And just because you think you don't have this problem doesn't mean that you don't have it. I, I thought I didn't have it for a little while and it, and it took me a little bit of digging to discover that I actually did. Um, so the limiting belief in question is the idea that bad and immoral people are the ones who are successful and have money and that the just, righteous, good people just kind of lose because of their good nature. There's a huge philosophical argument over this, uh, which is super fascinating to get into, but I'm, I'm not going to here. What I am going to say is that, well, I'm going to talk about one of the things that I believe to be a source of this erroneous belief. Now, I think that there's a lot of reasons for it, but the conclusion I've come to uh, gives us a very practical tool for overcoming this belief. And again, it's going to apply to other beliefs as well. But sometimes this can be a blind spot for people, like I said, because they don't even realize that they have the belief. It's unconscious. Now, sometimes people use this um, idea that the, the good people lose um, as a justification. They like to say, oh, I don't have that much or I'm not that successful because I'm quote, too honest or too spiritual or whatever, which is ridiculous. It's an excuse to make them feel better about losing. And in that situation, you know, they feel better about it because they have the moral high ground. And I'm not judging anybody because I've, I've done it too. Um, I didn't realize I was doing it, but I have. Um, so let's get into it. Where does this belief come from? Um, well, how I came to this conclusion is kind of a long story. But basically, I want to take a look at the at the the um the media that we grew up on so when we're young we're in a state of perpetual learning 
we live in that alpha wave brain state and we're just constantly soaking up as much information as we can. And all throughout our childhood, society fills us with all these stories about how the world is and how what we can expect. And storytelling is a very powerful form of communication because it speaks to our unconscious through symbols and through emotions, which is how the unconscious communicates. And sometimes these stories are extremely valuable, but sometimes, whether intentional or not, those stories can create bad beliefs. And I don't think a lot of times that it is intentional. I think that sometimes it's just a side effect of the, the author trying to make the story more compelling. Now, those stories are meant to teach us higher values. And they do that by using a character who exemplifies those desirable traits and behaviors. So if Aladdin goes into the cave and immediately tries to steal all the gold that he's told not to mess with, and he's swallowed up by the sands, well, that doesn't really teach us anything. He's not somebody to look up to. He, he immediately gave into the temptation, and he's, he's not somebody to learn from. But on the other hand, if, if he does very well, but his little monkey companion loses control and tries to grab something shiny, well, there's a lesson in there. If you can't control your animal nature and resist temptation, then you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. Now we can learn that lesson, be upset with the monkey, and still look up to Aladdin. So all's good, except for the fact that Disney completely butchered that movie. Anyway, but there, there's not much to look up to if the hero doesn't have some kind of significant struggle. There's no emotional impact or resonance if it's smooth sailing and the noble prince just comes in and puts all evil in his place. The... the there, there's nothing there to, to resonate with you emotionally. So a lot of times storytellers will set the scene by creating almost impossible odds against the hero. And on top of that, the hero needs to be clearly human, but also to be somebody that we can look up to. It's not enough to relate to them. We have to admire them. And the more difficult their situation is, the more we can admire them. So a lot of times the author will place the hero in a position where the, the villain that they're fighting against happens to be quite wealthy. And this gives the hero more to fight against. Now, the stories are really important here. Even if it seems kind of silly for me to be talking about them, and that was my first reaction. I was like, I don't want to talk about these. I don't want to talk about kids' books. I don't want to talk about Disney movies. But we grew up watching Disney movies. We grew up reading these picture books and hearing these legends, these myths, these stories. And they're deeply embedded in our unconscious programming. These stories are some of the first ways that we're taught to look at the world and, and taught how the world works. So when you see Robin Hood stealing from the sheriff and giving that money to the poor and needy, it implies something else. It implies that money is something that bad people have and that if you're good, you give it away, that you don't keep it for yourself because the sheriff is a really bad guy and Robin Hood doesn't really deserve the persecution that he's up against. So when he's fighting against the sheriff, it's this noble pursuit. If the sheriff isn't a bad guy, then you know Robin Hood's just a criminal. But as it is, he's somebody who rises above the need for money. He stands for freedom. He stands for justice, intelligence, whatever else. And he goes to war with the cruel miser who is you know, just such a bad guy that nobody really relates to him anyway. So here's why I was thinking about this to begin with. I was trying to figure out why so many people equate money with things like dishonesty and manipulation and treachery and equate you know, poverty with nobility and righteousness and some kind of moral, spiritual high ground. And I've been pretty heavily immersed in the personal development literature for a couple of years now. And I remember that one of the first things I had to learn is that there's really nothing wrong with having wealth. And it seems funny to say, but a lot of times we don't realize that we're kind of opposed to having wealth because we think that good people don't have it sometimes. Not everybody, but a lot of times it's a pretty common problem, even if people don't 
really evaluate it and they don't address it and they don't realize that it's what's going on inside their head. It takes some self-reflection sometimes to get it out, but it's a pretty common thing. And it makes sense because if on some level you believe that wealth is a bad thing and it makes you a bad person, you're never going to have it. If you think that money turns you evil, you're going to be scared to get it. And that's going to hold you back in life. And I could talk about this one subject for hours and hours, but I was trying to figure out where this belief comes from. Because like I said, it's so ubiquitous. But then it hit me. Every single myth, every story, legend, tall tale about a hero overcoming crazy odds, if anybody in the story is wealthy, it's pretty much always the villain. And I guess Frozen would be the exception because she had money too. She was rich. And yes, I have seen Frozen and no, it wasn't because of kids. I sat down and watched it as an adult on my own. I'm ashamed. We can move past it now though. But the point is that in the process of growth, we have to be ruthless in examining our beliefs and in where they come from. We tend to forget that typically at the end of the day or at the end of the story, the hero ends up with a significant amount of wealth. And a lot of times it's because they marry the princess who just happens to be loaded to begin with. But the idea is that after you go through this story of personal growth and you go through this journey and you defeat evil, which typically is symbolic of your own lesser nature, your own shadow self. At that point, you deserve the wealth. It's a reward. And I mean, you, you are rewarded with the treasure if you go into the cave to slay the dragon. That's a pretty, pretty standard um, cycle there. But it's not, it's, it's, it's the journey, not the destination. So that's, that's where the story ends. We don't focus on that part. You don't focus on the time um, after the underdog overthrows the evil sorcerer and becomes king and rules fairly for the rest of his life. That doesn't make for good TV. What makes for a good story is somebody that has an admirable character going up against those bad guys with lots of money. But that's not really, that's not reality. In the real world, you can only get so far by being that dishonest person. People do make it to some extent. Don't get me wrong, like it does happen. But it's, it's not the way to do it. You know, you, you can only screw somebody over once, maybe twice if they're kind of slow. My ex did it to me a couple times, and I mean, I guess I was a little dense, so she got away with it more than once. But at some point, like, people figure it out. Like, if you treat people badly, they, they won't work with you anymore. They won't do business with you anymore. But the same way, that, you know, the, the way to be successful in business is not to take care, or not, excuse me, not to take advantage of other people. You can lie, cheat, and steal for a little while, but you can't stay in one place and keep doing it to the same people. If you scam your customers, they're going to trash talk you and they won't come back. They'll keep other people from coming in. If you backstab your coworkers, they're going to start conspiring against you. That's why in this in the show I teach about like manipulation all the time. The, the point is not to manipulate people. The point is to protect yourself against it. Because if you go around like sometimes it, it, a little bit of manipulation is called for, for sure. Um, but this shouldn't be your standard method of operations because if you get a reputation for being that person, well, then everybody's going to be out to get you. And it's not a position that you want to be in. You want to understand what's going on. You want to be able to have those skills if necessary. But treating people right and having a good reputation is a very powerful thing. It's very underrated. And there's some people that do seem to do well by being dishonest. But first of all, you're only seeing the facade that they want you to see. They're, they're presenting something to the world that may or may not be accurate. And I'm not saying that people don't cheat and get away with it because it definitely does happen, okay? It is a thing, but it's more of the exception, not the rule. We have to, get, we have to let go of this idea that being unjust is the way to success because it's not. 
It's a limiting belief and it's completely false. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope it kind of gave you something to think about. Um, it's been on my mind a lot lately, not so much just one particular thing, but just the idea that the stories we grew up with are very um, key to understanding our own psychology. And that it, I, I thought it was kind of silly at first, like I said, but when I started thinking about it, I was like, no, this is actually very important because how many times have you sat in front of the TV watching Disney movies as a kid? Or if you didn't have TV, how many times have you like read the same books over and over again or looked at the same pictures? You know, those themes, you might not even remember the exact lesson of those stories. You might not have realized you took a lesson away from it, but that was pounded in your head over and over and over and over again while you're in a receptive state. And that's a that's what brainwashing is. That's how people brainwash you. Like that's the, that's a tactic. So that's been happening since you were a little kid. You've been indoctrinated into these myths. It it would be beneficial to kind of take a closer look at them and understand them a little bit better. But anyway, thanks for listening guys. Good luck.